Hello and welcome to the Bridge the Gap podcast with Oliver and Zach. This is a show about bridging the gaps between science, spirituality, mind and body, feelings and thoughts in the different sectors of society. I'm joined with my partner, Zach here, who is a fantastic human being, uh, a wonderful healer in his own right, and with a tremendous story that I'm sure we'll get into today. Um, so Zach, please do introduce yourself and also what you see the show as. Thank you, Oliver. So I am obviously Zach Alexander, and this show will be both Oliver and I co-hosting. And this show is essentially about bridging the gap. Why did we create it? There's a need in a multitude of areas throughout throughout our society, we are trying to bridge the gap between the metaphysical and the physical. We are trying to understand how these floaty, maybe esoteric concepts fit in with our practical everyday life. Both Oliver and I's journey is one that really encapsulates how we've had to bridge the gap to appropriately navigate issues within our own lives, within our own growth and evolution. Both Oliver and I are in the healing coaching sphere. And we've both seen the negatives and positives of that sphere as well. So we've had to bridge the gap, even in our own profession. How do spirituality and business mix? Oh my goodness, yeah. Right? How does tapping in to maybe some of these old esoteric concepts, maybe even past life regression, how does that mix in with mainstream psychology and therapy? Right, and, and even just doing the laundry, just day-to-day -day human stuff. How do you make sure while you're opening up your third eye that you're paying your car insurance on time? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the practical nuance of the day-to-day -day life that is that we both of us felt was sorely missing. Both of us have been in this process and we realized that if we get too, too on the ground, we're missing something. We're collectively in a mental health crisis amongst the West, at least amongst Western society. And a lot of that can be tied to a severing from connection with spirit. But I think Oliver, you can agree. So I'm taking the wheel on this one just for oh, a second. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, just speaking back. But, but we also now have, we're, we're now also now approaching these non ordinary realities, whether through plant medicine, breath work, right? Transcendental meditation. And we're having a hard time fitting it. We're having a hard, we're seeing a lot of guru dynamics playing out, a lot of cult-like abuse happening. And so then there's this question of how do we integrate this awareness of these spiritual dimensions that have been referenced for thousands of years, but really didn't seem that we needed to interact with ever, at least in modernized Western society. And now it's kind of coming and it's veering in on us more and more. And so far, the connection hasn't necessarily been a seamless fit. Yes, definitely. And if, if I may jump How in here, I think what you're really yes. hinting at, which is so key to not only the show, but to everybody who will be listening to this and just everybody on earth, is there feels to be, and I feel like this has been happening and building on momentum for a while, especially a lot of people who have ex had personal experiences, but there feels to be a grand awakening that's going mm -hmm. on on this earth. And a lot of people have a lot of interpretations about what that means. I think very simply, I think we're stepping into a love consciousness where we're yeah. waking up to, oh my goodness, we're actually all connected. Love mm -hmm. is the most important thing. And we're starting to see how far we are from that in all these different areas. These are the gaps that we talk about. 
like like you mentioned in coaching, but even in very fundamental things to our survival, like our food systems, our mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. the way we like we're how disconnected we are because like, you know, our habits with social media and these types of things, these are very fundamental. And one of the things I really, really want to hope for and strive for in this journey of the bridge, the gap podcast is I want to bring on all different kinds of really interesting experts and and guests who are, have their specialty in those different areas, whether that's social media or uh, coaching or, or like, you know, in law or whatever that might be science. And to just get their perspective on where they see the gaps, because I think it's just going to create so many interesting dialogues and um, we can hopefully come up with solutions that are actionable for everybody to bridge those gaps. Because I think what's causing most of the problems in the world is separation, right? We're separated, like as simple as like the, 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 the computer that we're using for the Zoom or my iPhone, like there are metals in there that like, like, I think cobalt might be one, I could be wrong on that, that are being mined in places like Africa with child labor. Yeah. Right. Most people aren't even aware of that, let alone, they don't think about that, but that that's just an example of a gap where there needs to be more cohesion and connection and understanding. And I'm hoping that we can inspire that with this show. Well, and then I think you bring up great points, whatever. And then one of the main components of what we're doing is trying to bridge the spiritual with the physical and also the communities within that right so we obviously have this really up and developing like spiritual wellness sphere yes right and how are those mentalities how are these belief systems in those communities right integrating within our physical society meaning that you know we see this proliferation of you know wellness retreats in developing nations yes and if if that is that even becoming like a colonizing 2.0 in its own weird way sure. like these are the questions that we're here to kind of to kind of branch out and ask and i i mean this from the right space of we talk about our phones and, and and what was engineered to get that and now we have you know we're trying to integrate these concepts of oneness while not maybe being necessarily mindful of how we're utilizing these appropriate approaches and how and, and and are we being mindful of other people's cultures of other like these these are the questions that i feel that we're called to both explore and both ask on this podcast and as you said right the goal and intention is to have on various experts within their fields whether that be within the legal sphere medicine engineering psychology and to understand how even maybe their potential spiritual experiences or experiences with plant medicine and meditation have interfaced with what they're seeing within their own sphere. Uh, I'll even speak real quickly. This has been a big component of my story and path, but for those that don't know, and then Oliver, I'll pass it to you. Um, I was, I came from a heavy history of childhood trauma. I was essentially a high school dropout. I went through a four-year bedridden illness. We want to talk about bridging the gap a four-year bedridden illness where the conventional medical community left me to die. They said, your organs are all shutting down. We don't know why. Here's an antidepressant. Good luck. And in that, I lost my gallbladder. My pancreas stopped working. My intestinal tract stopped working. I was getting kidney stones. I'm sharing this because I had to bridge the gap with the medicine. I had to go into the alternative health sphere. That was eventually what led me to rising out of it. And then I found myself later on at a top legal institution. And 
I started noticing, wow, we're not really here to be of service to others. We're here to feed a machine, a really big machine, right? We're not even going in and asking, what is this casework about? Why are like what like it, it it was feeding this big legal and so bridging the gap of of these moral and ethical dilemmas even from a spiritual mindset like where where are they in the legal sphere and so this is what led us at least for myself onto my path of understanding that there there exists a vacuum of space where we have this big overarching you know, our government, our institutional structures, our systems, and they're so necessary and needed. And, but where are we losing the spirit and the human element or where is the spirit yes. taking over to where it's not grounded? And yes. Oliver, I know you, your journey is not different than mine. So I want you to, to share too about how you're here. Yeah, it is. And it isn't. I mean, we both come from quite challenging upbringings, right? That's probably why we're trauma-based coaches and healers, right? Um, quickly to to touch on my story when i was 10 years old i saw my older brother of 13 his name was ian to give honor to him i saw him get electrocuted to death right in front of me when we we're on vacation he grabbed an exposed extension cord and was electrocuted and when if you know about getting shocked uh, your muscles tense so when he grabbed he could not let go and i saw him on the the beach I saw him, I thought he was pulling a prank on me because he would, but his eyes were bulged out. And when he wouldn't respond, that's when I knew I had lost him. And it was incredibly tra traumatizing. And of course, at 10 years old, when you're faced with something like that, and you're not surrounded by people who are there to emotionally support you, because my parents were totally just destroyed, distraught, of course, they struggled to even be there them for themselves. So what I did is I just isolated myself. And because of that, I developed really, really bad social anxiety. That's why I'm a social anxiety coach. Now I run a program for that called the Anti-Anxiety Academy, but I also was very suicidally depressed. And I thought that that was my life forever. I eventually turned 17 after being suicidal and just hating my life and uh, everything sucks. I happened to have a very random out of the blue experience with plant medicine, specifically dimethyltryptamine, if you're familiar, DMT. And in a span of five to 10 minutes, I went from a hard-headed atheist who would attack people who had any spiritual beliefs or religious beliefs. I thought they were the stupidest people on earth. In five to 10 minutes, I became an immediately immediate spiritual seeker. And that began my journey of I realized I could actually work on myself and not have my life be so horrible. I saw hope. And because of that, I found self-help. I spent around over $40,000 in years trying literally everything. And I eventually discovered some really useful tools that Zach and I both use for our clients now that are very effective. Um, that took a lot of digging to find and aren't easy to use per se, but they really work. And through that, I've been able to heal my own depression, my own anxiety, and I, I do my best to help others do the same. So that's my story. Um, hope that was a good synopsis for you. Well, thank you for sharing. And that's not easy. It's not an easy share. It's not a fucking easy thing to endure. And I think what you're leading us with is the ability to be vulnerable. And I think that's something we're missing. 
And I think that's a space we have to begin to normalize and cultivate and and share and 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 say like, dude, I'm touched and like I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. And I know you've heard that like a million times, but like when we all go through our shit, dude, like sometimes like no one ever validated it, right? Um, and so, you know, that's that's part of, you know, what we're also here to do too, is to bridge the gap. This is just coming out of nowhere, but like to bridge the gap in terms of like it's okay to be human. Like it's okay to be human, it's okay to go through shit and to not be okay from that. Yes. Uh, right? Like I think I think you 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 touched on a really important point here is like you witnessed something you had something really tragic and devastating happen in your life. Um and we go into a system, a mental health system that that at times just wants to to label a very real physiological response to an event as a disorder or dysfunction. Mm. Like yeah. like if you go through what you went through, social anxiety is a natural, like is a naturally occurring consequence. But at times we don't necessarily know how to hold space for that grief process, that unwinding, that young 10 year old that is like, what the fuck? Yeah, and and I think you're pointing at some a really important point. There's a lot of gaps in the mental health sphere, the, the mainstream and the medical sphere, just like your story. You know, that's where we really can relate on because I, you know, I was given meds. I was, you know, paired up with therapists against my own will. None of it helped. Yeah. I probably just felt worse. I know the medication, I definitely felt worse after. And so mm -hmm. it feels like a lot of the thinking is outdated, but I also want to, I want to highlight another point that you made is that like, it is okay to not be okay. It is okay to not be okay for real, like a hundred percent. I would yeah. not expect anybody to to be okay in today's world. Almost, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much, there's so many problems in there. Life is hard. Life is not easy. Like, there's so many people on social media, and maybe I'm guilty of this too, which I can take responsibility for. But we like a lot of influencers who just they try to make it seem like their life is freaking perfect, and because they can capitalize on that, because everybody wants an awesome, amazing, perfect life. Right. Yeah. And so there's capitalizing opportunities, but when we don't also, if we're not also vulnerable and highlighting what's not okay, then we, we learn to disown this part of ourselves to disconnect from part of who we really are. And I think a lot of problems stem from that. A lot of people are people pleasers or pretend like everything's okay. And those are the people who are the most suicidal, you know, so I'm sure you can speak on that as well. Well, we're here to bridge the gap in a lot of ways. We're just going to keep throwing the damn name of the podcast in there over and over again. But um, where's a great place to start? Well, I mean, even in our own sphere, we're in the coaching sphere. And, you know, we got here because, you know, we, we understood that the mental health community, there were some holes in lack there. Not that they don't do tremendous things, but there, there are absolutely some holes that, 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 that are important to dissect. And so there erupted this need for greater mental health help in the coaching sphere was kind of came out of that vacuum. I mean, when I first started, I was just trying to do mindfulness and meditation. I never heard of a life coach. And suddenly I found myself here. I found myself with an, it's a, 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 a small Instagram following. Right. But along that way, my path was one of like, I just want to be okay. 
<laughs> yeah. I just want I like I want to be Same. able to understand myself. I don't want to like what the hell, what to do with these thoughts, all this. And then I entered a sphere and it was like, how much Bugattis did you manifest? Right? No shots, <laughs> but like how many Bugattis did you manifest? Or like a lot of like hijack your way here and this and this and that. I remember when I shared, you know, a story of my trauma with one of my first shamans. As as I as I tried to integrate these spiritual experiences with my own real visceral trauma and pain, I was told, "Well, your soul chose that for itself, so eh, you shouldn't be upset." And it's like, "Whoa, <laughs> maybe you're tapping into some element of the spiritual experience or whatever, but you're not really grounding it into the humanness of this, and actually, like, you're really hurting." my healing growth process. And this is something that we see, whether it's a hyperfixation on like, you know, using spiritual techniques as a way to attain material wealth. Mm, yeah. Right. For the sake of materialism, There's not that you're not allowed for the sake of materialism. Sure. Everybody's seen that at this point. Or as a way to inflate this spiritual egoic construct where, Oh, I tap into these States. So now I know more than you. I'm more woke. I'm more aware. Right. And it's like, when did we stop being human? <laughs> and that's and that and that's a real visceral part of, of what we have to ask within this too, because we have a self-help sphere that people are losing their minds in. Like how like 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 you know, in terms of like, oh my god, I'm tired of jumping on social media and just getting flashed of you know, Chad the life coach and like his 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 mansion in Colombia and like now that that means that like I'm not doing well in life and I need to pay him a lot like like where where does coaching and mental health fuse together where does coaching actually help us become a whole centralized human being that feels valued just for being a human when did it like it, rather than I need to attach myself to some material outcome to feel like I'm good enough like uh, we're, this is me going on a little bit of a tangent but I think it's a passion, both of us, yes. right? And what and what we're working, like where does service to others and service to self fuse in a healthy manner? Definitely. And like, I know I, on my journey, I have a hundred percent fallen prey to that, uh, that marketing, like to, to, to getting like lost in the weeds of like, oh, I need to have the Bugatti and the, you know, the mansion and uh, you know, all the hot chicks and whatever, like a hundred percent. Cause you know, when I was, super depressed and I was vulnerable, like any of that sounded great, you know? And it, it, it took a lot of like challenging that stuff within my own self to find like, to find a place where I felt in alignment, where I didn't feel like I was just making my life all about what I can get and all about me, but I could actually do a mission of service to others that's greater than myself that actually feels like at least pure, as pure as possible. Of course, I'm not perfect, but um absolutely man and that's been a whole thing go ahead well you brought up an important point right a lot of us come into the self-help coaching mental health sphere why because we're vulnerable we're in very vulnerable places in our lives we're, we are very easy to be influenced and you know we know that one of the problems in our sphere right now is it is very unregulated and the medicine's still there so how do we bridge the gap where we have, it's unregulated. There's a lot of opportunity to take advantage of people, to use predatory sales techniques, right? To overprice oneself to where there's real medicine into what certain people are offering here, 
that they deserve to be compensated fairly for how do how do we get there because you were in an influential place you were in a vulnerable place and it was like oh maybe i just need more shit <laughs> maybe i need to buy more stuff maybe i need i need i need the keys to the more girls and the more this whatever that that that, that is that is a huge message that that goes on in the self-help sphere oh, yeah. right or just like a hey it already just is you're you're fine just float right and that <laughs> and, and it's like which one's correct and now this this is bridges perfectly into what i was i wanted to share it's like i think with everything we talk about in all of these episodes and all the guests that we bring on we need to like consider everything as a spectrum i think that's so key yes because you just mentioned a spectrum from everything's cool man like even though you're in poverty and like everything's you're, you know you you hate your life just just be at peace, right? And then you've got the, yeah. no, you need to you need to get your ass up. You need to hustle and grind to get that stuff and you know, fuck everybody else. Like just, you know, separate yourself from your family because they're loser mentalities and you need just to just work hard and grind. And so these are the spectrums, right? And so there's gotta be something in between where we can maybe get the best of both worlds and get rid of the garbage. And I think we in our own lives, individual journeys have really strived for that. I think we've made some good headway. And I hope that in these dialogues, we can continue that finding that like healthy balance in all these different spectrums. Yeah. Well, and what you talked about is non-duality mm. and we live in a very dualistic world. And for those who don't know what that means, we live in a black and white world where people think in terms of either or yes no black white us first them left right and so on yeah exactly now even on social media it's turned into men versus women like which demographic is more oppressed and now we just see dem tiktoks that argue each case and it's just like oh oh, oh lord oh oh lord how do we bridge yeah. the gap into non-duality how do we bridge the gap right into harmony Right? How do we bridge the gap into honoring someone's uniqueness and individuality while recognizing whatever we're not so different to? But we're not all one in this in this incarnation, in this physical reality, okay? The, the privileged white person named Susan who had everything handed to her and then, you know, found and then, and then touched God through a, a $40,000 yoga retreat, <laughs> right, in Bali. Her teachings might not fuse well with someone who grew up in project housing in Chicago, yeah. right? And, you know, who, who, you know, experiences racism, experiences, you know, um, disadvantages Violence. from an institutional level, right? All these things is, is, is carrying a shitload of ancestral trauma. And then you're telling them, well, you just need to find the oneness. And they're figuring out, like, how to make sure their family's safe. How yes. does these concepts integrate with their reality? Because as I said, even the spiritual journey is not so black and white. Mm -hmm. I think even our even some of the best teachers uh, and public figures we have in this self-help sphere, right? Eckhart Tolle, Tony Robbins, their teachings are very different. Joe Dispenza, their teachings are very different. And some of them will just not click or, or, or be valuable to certain people. We need to say, that's okay. I have so many people come in and be like, I, I've been listening to all the manifestation gurus and I feel so bad. It's like, that's not, that's not your journey right now. And that's okay. Right. 
Yeah, different tools for different times. You know, I think that's key. And, and even more so what's important. And I need to acknowledge too, like our privilege, you know, even as much struggle as we have endured in our lives, especially in our pasts, like we are still incredibly privileged to be able to sit here in this first world country and have this freaking podcast and to be able to talk about like, how do we talk about spirituality? Like, that's amazing that we even get to do this. And again, like the freaking computers that we're on and the cobalt that got mined for us, like it's unbelievable how privileged we are. And I want to recognize that. And I, and I also, I want to, I want to utilize that privilege, not to just like try to guilt myself, like, oh, I should be, I'm a bad boy because I'm a white male with privilege, uh, right? I, I think I, I want to use this, this advantage to help as many people as possible. Because like you said, it's really hard to do this if your survival is immediately at risk, like an individual Chicago or like a huge percentage of the world in most other countries, right? Like they can't do this because they need to focus on where the next meal is coming or where they can get fresh water. So that's a huge gap that, I don't even know where to begin with that, but I think just even t- like getting those wheels turning is, is part of this transformation because I'm thinking big for this, this, you know, not just the show, but just like what's happening in society. Like we need to help everybody on this planet, not just Americans. Like we need everybody to, to be lifted up and to be, uh, to be supported and to be taken care of so that we can all transcend and, and solve a lot of these problems going on, um, which are the gaps. And it's about really being able, I think you made a great point about being able to see and validate some reality without, without putting someone in a victim complex, which is a tough balance. Oh that, yes. That, that can That's be very, really well said. Very, that can be very difficult. Right. And, you know, I'm going to say something and, and this, and this might be touchy for certain people. Some people just might be off putting to certain people, but like my life ain't been easy by any means. It's been tough. Why have I been able to even be influential and, and a quote unquote somewhat of a leader in this in this coaching healing sphere or whatever? Like, how did I even find myself in this place? How did I? I'm a tall white guy who's 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 relatively uh, tall, hetero, gorgeous, white, who's absolutely hetero, gorgeous. like aesthetically pleasing to some extent, right? Wow. It's like they just let me kind of walk in the. I didn't know what I was doing when I first got here. Like, I was guided by something higher to enter the sphere. But like I'm like I'm like y'all are just letting me walk through the door, right? But like but you know but my physical image and presence was not intimidating it it right and so like so that's why if like I gotta be honest if I was if I was look different gender everything I don't my path not saying I don't still get here but it's a different path with different curves and sure. different things yeah and absolutely right. Yeah. As a result of just getting let through the door, I actually became, I would like to think I became really proficient at good, but there are certain ways that I was just let in that might not be the case for certain people. So when we have some of these manifestation people just like, hey, just visualize and this and that, we're missing sometimes nuance of the human experience and certain sociopolitical elements that exist within our society. Right? It just is. And these are the conversations we need to have. Everyone is fucking terrified to touch race. And yeah, you know what? Us as two white dudes, it's not like we should, there's only so much we can offer. But hey, I it'd be good to give a platform for people from those backgrounds to be able to say, no, you know what? This has been my experience. Yes. And so 
you know, the white manifestation group, it, 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 there's, it doesn't go one for one yeah. with being a black woman in America, maybe. Sure. Not always. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, I think these are the conversations, the, the conversations that we just want to open space for. Absolutely. And I want to touch on an exciting thing too, is we already have such an, an awesome lineup of future guests from very diverse stories, backgrounds, uh, colors, genders, you name it, like careers. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I love the diversity. I think it just creates really interesting dialogue and different variants of conversation. So I hope you guys will tune in for that, uh, for those of you watching. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, giving platforms to people who, you know, may not be the super crazy famous celebrity, but have a really fascinating viewpoint that we would normally never, ever get to hear. And like, honestly, I think like, shout out to Joe Rogan. I think he does a good job of, of doing that in his podcast, which is the reason I, I'm a, I like a lot of his stuff. Um, I think Zach yeah. can agree on that. And uh, I hope we can have an element of that, just like really unique people. Um, just, yeah, uh, the, just that. One of my intentions, I don't know if you, you'd agree, I'm sure you'll agree with me is- um, We'll see, maybe I will disagree. Who knows, that's okay too. I don't think anything's off limits. And what I mean by this is, is we need to figure out again as a society, maybe it's the social anxiety coach and the Jewish shaman who do it, but we need, we need a way. <laughs> we, need a, we need an outlet to figure out how to have healthy conflict again, to be able to talk about things that we may not agree with. Yeah. Right. To not just have one voice. This is the non-dualism we are trying to approach here, right? That, yes. you know what, we might have on someone who is very conservative and race is not a thing. And we, hey, you know what? You have to hold space for, for all of it. Because how else are you going to bridge that gap? Because when you leave, you know, from our work, when you leave something in the shadows, not that not that you romanticize what they're saying not that you like 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 that you give it understanding you let it be seen and then you dissect it appropriately but to but to cancel and suppress down and push it down as if it doesn't exist that's what allows it to fester and grow before it consumes us when we weren't even aware of it we didn't even Absolutely. know it was a problem until it just whoosh. And I think we need space to have all, to have some of these conversations to bring to light some of the shadows within our world. Absolutely. And I think even, you know, touching on race again is like, I think that's how racism even breeds. It's like there, they, it, you ice, it's like there's an isolation between cultures. And so like, like, and then the prejudice in these negative beliefs form, and then there's no way to challenge it because if you can't even properly interact with somebody of a different culture, how could you know differently? And that's what's cool about today's age with the internet is it's exposed like i i'm a zoomer i'm technically gen z right so i grew up with a freaking iphone since like middle school and before right so i had this like unrestricted access to the internet which is kind of crazy and that's we'll talk more about that later but like i got to see so many different kinds of cultures from all over the world of people just posting on youtube just whatever they're doing and i think that provides such a different context for looking at the world and other people. And it's, I think that really helps to see, oh my God, yeah, we are all human. Mm -hmm. No matter like what identity or thing you give yourself, like we are ultimately all human. We have these core fundamental desires that we all share. 
We all struggle with not feeling good enough. We all want our needs met, of course, survival and, and, and you know, relationship needs and, 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 and so on. And I think that, yeah, man, that, that's, that's just fascinating. So I, I, that's why I think it's really important that we, we bring on people we may completely disagree with and who may have a lot of their own prejudice. I don't know. Who knows, right? We don't have anybody planned for that yet, I don't think. Maybe you do, but, no, no, yeah. but, but I'm open to it because I don't want to just be only on with yes men or people that I agree with already. I, I want to really like to do our best to bring, yeah, create a space where it can be safe for all people. And that how can we bridge these gaps, even if it's challenging or if it's, it's, it's spiky, it's, it's not comfortable. You know, that's a lot of what we exactly. do in our in our careers and our work. We're guiding people through some of their darkest stuff, and yeah, it's uncomfortable, absolutely, right? It's shocking, but it's also like that's what I think our strengths are. Is we're really good at holding space for that kind mm-hmm. for the the shadow, the dark side, um, and I think we need more of that in this world. So I hope the show will will bring that to light and also inadvertently teach other people how to do the same in their own lives, in their own worlds, for other other people as well, and their own selves. So yeah. What do you think, man? Uh, maybe we're just here to bridge the gap between the light and the dark. To let the darkness come to light, right? To let the light be exposed to what's being hidden behind. And so if everyone can see, and then we come into a society that's integrated. Yeah. I think that I think that is a concept that um, there's not a lot of awareness in. And is so sorely needed in, in all spaces of society, which is integration. We bring, we, we bring something up, we see it, and how does it fuse with the rest of it? Yes. Right, rather than just trying to jam it in. Yeah. Exactly, right? And, uh, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's what's coming up for me right now is... Yeah, integration. And, and integrating, like I said, the spectrum, like both ends of the spectrum, integrating them into a connected whole. Yes. It's ultimately what we're doing here. Because when we get into this dualistic thinking, and I think you're aware of it, it's like, well, I'm in spirituality, and so now mental health is bad, or I'm in mental health, and the like that what goes on spiritual sphere is not good, right? And we tend to we tend to ostracize the thing that we consider the opposite end of where we are, right, or demonize it. But what if that? But I think that what we're trying to do with everything, right? And what we do in our careers is we take elements of spirituality, we take elements of mainstream psychology, we don't abandon either, right? And we just, and we'd say like, how do these integrate and fuse together? Why do we have to throw the baby out with the bathwater? And to kind of begin to normalize and show and exemplify what that process looks like in all areas too. Well, I think we're well-versed in our specific one, but I yeah. think we have like guests coming on that are very well-versed in their fields and know what that means for them. Yeah. And I think to give examples for the listeners as well, of like the different fields, like I know, like you'd mentioned, like you, I think there's a guest that you, you want to have on who's in the, the legal space in law. Right. So that's cool. And, you know, I've got somebody okay. in, you know, who's really in the restaurant, the restaurant business. And, um, you know, just all these different areas. I mean, I'm sure I would love to have on scientists, philosophers, you know, and even day-to-day people like, you know, I don't know if you have any examples off the top of your head, but just all these different sectors, I think there are gaps to be bridged. Well, 110%. And I think our guest list is going to be something that we can't fully anticipate or imagine yet, 
right? <laughs> and I don't mean that from, from an egotistical way. I just think, you know, I think both of us through our lives didn't expect to be here in a way. Right? Well, yeah, and like and neither so, of us got into this expecting to be coaches. We were just trying to fix ourselves, fix our own our own trauma, our own shit, you know? And, and here we are. are. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Good to be here. Yeah. Yeah. No, neither of us really expected to be here and we keep finding a way and somehow we keep finding a way to 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 excel where we're at, right? Not that there's not a lot of hardship and difficulty along the way. And so, you know, I know this is all for those who don't know, I don't this has never starting my own podcast has never really been I've, this has been i've always said no i am not good everyone has their own podcast this is no i am i refuse i will be a guest but i will never start one but uh oliver someone that i met over over a, like a we're getting close to two years ago um you asked me to, to get on yours uh i did i think your podcast is the one where i first shared that i was switching into becoming a men's coach primarily seeing men um and i just like i saw a lot in you um, I respected you. You're, you're young, you're younger than me, but I was like, wow, this kid's going to really be like, he's going to be something one day. Um, and you know, I don't, <laughs> I got my own issues, right? I'm not perfectly healed, but I got my own issues with responding back to people. And Oliver was like, Hey, bro, what's going on? And I was like, ah, oh. and I told him like, you know, I'm getting that. I should, maybe I should start a podcast. Maybe I need to, I don't know. He's like, dude, let's do it. And, and slowly over the last six months, we've been in constant communication. We've been waiting for the appropriate time to feel for it to feel right. And to feel both, both of us to feel we're in a place to be able to do this appropriately. And we feel that we're there now. And, um, I'm excited. How are you feeling? I do. I, I literally, since the, the idea was birthed, it feels like four months ago. Maybe it's not that long, but it feels that long. Maybe it was. I have been itching for this to start. I cannot wait. And I think this episode has been fantastic as an intro to what we're doing here. And I just, just how awesome this conversation yeah. has already been. I can only imagine what the future holds. So I'm, I'm stoked, man. The beautiful thing is guys, we're winging it. <laughs> we're winging it. <laughs> that's like, like we just, we are like, we have, we have, we have, and that's the thing is I think, I think you're going to see two dudes who are going to bring their real selves to the table as much as, as much as we can, like, uh, you know, I, I'm not organized or structured enough to actually have a game plan with a lot of our episodes. Like we are, we're going to go in and we're going to let, you know, this is a little bit of the integration of the yin and yang of allowing that flow to morph and to just go where it goes. We didn't necessarily know exactly where today's session, our very first intro session was going to go. Yeah. Here we are. And here we uh, are. And I think it's been brilliant. Um, and, and for everybody who's watching, share. I don't, I, whatever you're watching this on, share it with other people, like it, comment, subscribe, do the, do the thing, follow us on Instagram, right? Make it happen. The engagement is what grows this. If you agree uh, with the message and the mission that we're on, if you want to be a part of it, because it's not just about us, it's about you too. This could not exist if it were not for you. So if you could please just push this out there in any way that you feel called to, you don't have to, but we would very much appreciate it. Um, and, you know, if you are not following us or you are, I mean, we've got, you know, my tag is coach Oliver Lynch on TikTok and Instagram and um, I think YouTube as well. Um, and feel free to share your your tag as well, Zach. Yeah, mine is uh, mine is very fancy. It is uh, my name, Z-A-C-K, I suppose Zach with a K, Alexander with a triple underscore. Uh, and that is because the, the other two underscores was taken. So that's mine for uh, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, I don't even know what I'm on YouTube anymore. I need to get back on there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, like I said, we're figuring this thing out as we go. 
and uh, it's going to be a, it'll, it shall be a fun ride. Great. Well, dude, is there anything else that you feel called to share before we wrap up here? No, if you, as I want to open the floor to you, if there's anything else I feel like. We I just want to say stuff. thank you. If you've listened this far, you're a real G. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later.